Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's leaders today. We are here at the FPEA conference. Right now, we are sitting down with author and PhD Thomas Rowley. He's behind the book, Empower Your Children. And this book is all about teaching your kids to ask meaningful questions, recognize bias, and stand up for themselves. Get their own beliefs. People try to put us to Anything challenging is going to be hard. But so what? Hard could be the new fun. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Who's going to carry the boats? Endeavor to persevere. If you want to be a good leader, you have to understand human nature. I never look back at that. Distracts from the now. Uh, he says PhD here, but are you a doctor? Yes, I am. Dr. Thomas? Dr. Thomas, it's what most of my students knew me as. Awesome. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for the opportunity. I know very little about you. To be honest, I just met you. Okay. So you say you were a professor? Former professor, semi-retired CPA, veteran. Excellent. Uh, saw the decisions being made at the beginning of the pandemic, and I wondered... Where in the, did these people go to school? Because they didn't learn how to solve problems. You know, I noticed the same exact thing. People just attaching on to whatever party they're a part of, whatever news organization they tune into, and just going along with whatever, whatever they're saying, and not really thinking for themselves at all. I well, mean, part of that is not only just listening to one source. Part of my argument is triangulate comes from having been an accountant for contractors and we always tell them get three bids you know make sure you've got the real value but ask the key questions who wrote it when did they write it why did they write it who was the audience that they were intending this material for Mm. and most importantly what's their reputation how reliable can, how, how accurate have they been in their predictions? Sure. And then kind of extrapolate from everything that you read to figure out the truth. Because that's, that's really what it boils yeah. down to. Everybody's a little biased. And you, and you got to really re- read out there and f- 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 figure out what they're all saying so that you can figure out what the, mi- the middle is. Which, which piece to buy. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I think it's so smart to start with children. Because I think a lot of people underestimate the ability of children's minds. Well, they're sponges. Right. And to teach them qualities like this at a young age, I think, is so crucial to become competent adults. That's the whole objective is to raise kids that become successful, productive adults in whatever career they may choose. From an astronaut to a janitor, it doesn't matter. Right. As long as you do what you say, mean what you say, commit, be respectful. The term I like to use in the book is teach the kids to be respectful skeptics. Mm. So that what does it going, mean to be a respectful skeptic? Asking questions about the source and the value of the source and the reliability of the source of the information and going... For example, there's some controversial topics out there in the public school system. And if we can train our kids to ask the right questions, 
They can say, you know, Danny, I heard your story, but it doesn't match what I know history to be mm. or what today's circumstances are. So thank you for sharing what you know, but I'm not buying your argument. <laughs> Imagine if people talk to each other like that. What a different world we would be in. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pleasant. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I realize, especially here at FPEA, I'm just going to lay it on the, on the line. I'm, I, I'm not going to tiptoe around saying I was about to start this off with just referencing ambiguous political party, but I'm, I'm just going to shoot straight here. We are here at FPEA conference. A lot of these parents are conservative. Right. They're not trusting of the public school system to uh, actively and accurately educate their kids. And so I see a lot of these children running around here with a Ron DeSantis shirt on, a Let's Go Brandon hat. I agree with these shirts. I like Ron DeSantis. He's a really cool guy. I ask these kids who are young, probably like under the age of 10, I go, why do you like Ron DeSantis? They go, because he's the best governor ever. I'm like, why? Because my dad said so. Yes, it's because my dad said so. It's because my dad bought me this shirt and put it on me. And even though I agree with their viewpoints as far as Ron DeSantis being a good governor, I think it's wrong that they are just being told to think this way and then they're thinking this way. I think this breeds, as they grow up, become a little bit more... Um, an individual and start okay. to have their own ideas I think when they're exposed to these different viewpoints they're going to look at their parents and go oh maybe my parents aren't super geniuses that have unlocked the secrets of this world and know everything and they'll start to I, I think it could breed a sense of like oh I've been being lied to if, if I was lied to and they didn't tell me the absolute truth about this specific thing maybe they lied about everything and they'll just they'll get confused not know what's going on and because they don't know how to think for themselves they'll just buy into what their college professor is is teaching them or what their social group at the time is thinking and I think it breeds a lot of follower mindset and not leadership mindset well a good leader is somebody, I think, who evaluates the circumstances. The, the key, I think, part of what prompted me to write the book in the first place, mm -hmm. as a former professor, what I saw being done didn't make any sense. And I'll, I'll try and be polite and clean up my language from what okay. I would usually say, <laughs> because I'm being recorded. But I wondered, where the devil did these people go to school? Who taught them how to solve a problem? Right. Problem solving is complex, but not complicated. Mm. Identify the problem. Identify what the likely cause of the problem is. Then look around and see, has somebody else had a similar problem? If they did, how did they fix it? Mm. Well, A tried it this way. B tried it that way. C tried it this way. Well, this worked a little bit. This one worked. Okay, let's pick the one that is the most high probability of success and implement it. But that's not where you quit. Implementation is only the next step. Mm. You've got to monitor it. You've got to evaluate, is it working? Or did we simply modify the problem? Did it evolve into some other problem? Sure. Uh, one of the speakers the other night was talking about how he felt 
professional education and, and federal government and all the rest of it was irredeemable. Mm. I'm not quite that skeptical or that disappointed. Sure. But it's got to start at the family level. It's got to start with mom and dad teaching their kids to think mm. and to ask the right questions politely. Right. Not be rude. Not be rude. You know, I love watching these viral videos about the parents barking at the school board. Yeah, it's so funny. But at the end, it's only entertainment because they don't do anything. Right. The worst case is they shut the meeting down and say, well, you're causing trouble. Arrest this person. Get them, drag them out of the, right. the meeting. So one of the subjects that I used to teach was business and professional speaking. And so the goal is, along with trying to convince people to buy the book, is to train them to ask and present in a three to five minute series aimed at the specific audience that they're talking to, knowing who the audience is, what are their needs and goals and their expectations, and to do it in three to five minutes with a compelling call to action, following what I call the three Ps. Be prepared, be polite, be persistent. Mm. Hopefully it'll work. I think it very well could work. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think this, this might be the most important conversation that I've had today in the most... Uh, I'm going to have to buy this book because I definitely want to teach my kids to think for themselves. And just because I'm a Christian, just because I'm a conservative, doesn't mean that they're born into that. They got to find their own identity and find what, what the truth is. And um, hopefully I, I, I strive to raise them a way where they can come to these conclusions on their own and, and, be, and know why they came to it. Okay. And uh, I, I can't wait to read this, this book. You've already given us a couple sneak peeks into what the, the book holds. What would you say is your, your number one maybe uh, tip or trick that a parent or even a student watching this right now could implement that could teach them to be starting to think on their own? Well, I think the first thing is to just be, it's not persistent, but be inquisitive. Hmm. Don't just accept everything simply because the person appears to be an authority they may well be very well versed in a particular topic. Sure. But is there somebody else who has looked at the same data and come to a different conclusion? Hmm. The biggest problem with the pandemic, I mean, it was pretty obvious 60 days into this that the people who were at risk were elderly, mm-hmm. already sick. If they caught COVID, it was likely to be fatal mm. for, for, for that group that category right. they're the ones we should have protected mm-hmm. we should have separated isolated but not isolation like they did in some of the New York City right I mean that was just insanity because the poor people sitting in these places well why haven't my kids come to see me yes because they locked the doors and won't let them in but to be inquisitive, to be 
the word I use as one of the categories, and uh, I identified four categories of people who are interested in being more critical in their thinking, apprentice, challenger, an advocate, and a visionary. The challenger isn't challenging from the standpoint of, well, I know better than you do, and boom, boom, but to challenge politely. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you say that? What's your, what's your reasoning behind that? Where's your evidence? Uh, one of my favorite examples is, and you're probably way too young to remember it, but there was a fast food commercial with a little old lady in it that said, where's the beef? I have heard where's the beef. It was an old fast food hamburger commercial. Okay. And that's what I'd like our young kids to start to say. Where's the meat? Where's the, where's the core of this argument? Mm. And is it rational, logical, and supported by the evidence? Wow. Yeah, I think that's great. Dr. Thomas, thank you so much for sending the time with me. Very educational, and I hope the audience at home is inspired, if you haven't already, to start thinking for yourself. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> Where can, uh, one, one, one last thing. Where can people buy this book? The hardcover is available in Barnes & Noble and in the catalog for Walmart. The paperback and the teacher's guide that goes with it is available on Amazon. And for this weekend... I've reduced the prices for the books on Amazon, so... so Buy it up now whilst you can. <laughs> between now and Tuesday. Awesome. Yeah, you're the real deal. You're in, like, Barnes & Noble and, and Walmart. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Thank you again. You're more than welcome. Thank you. My dear, my dear, my dear, my dear.